Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga. It's me, Gianna Marie Gambino, with my beautiful, talented, gorgeous, mustached co-host, Bradshaw Francis Wish. Hello, everyone. I'm here on this beautiful day in Chicago. It is gorgeous. Actually, we're serious. It is 60 No, yeah, days. it's like November nice. in the 60s. It, you know what? Seasonal depression is coming, but not yeah. yet. But I not feel yet. like I feel it's like it's not coming. Us. Like it's holding off, and then it's just gonna fucking hit us so hard, <laughs> and it's gonna be like, "You want snow up your ass?" You know, like um... <laughs> probably. I went for a walk today with Lauren. Who, um, Lauren? Shout out if you're listening. But I, we were talking about this. Is like okay, so like we're spared just another week or so, but it's coming. Yeah, I, but the th- but the thing is, is like the longer it takes to hit, the longer it lasts. So it's just like we're it's going to be June, and we're like, oh my god, it finally stopped snowing. I hope not. I oh. hope because I'm back in Chicago that this winter is so mild and that it ends. Everyone wishes end. that, Jan. You think you're the only fucking one who wishes that? I wish <laughs> for me. Did I move back to Chicago? No, I think it's it, not calm. No, I think that because I'm back, the world, global warming is going to co- going to cooperate. Talk with about me. narcissistic. <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm hopeful. Um, wherever you all are listening to this podcast, right? I hope you're able to enjoy like a little bit of sunshine, maybe once a day, even if it's yeah, or more... maybe or maybe we're the sunshine in your day. <laughs> Think about that. Oh, that's sweet. Um, um, spe- speaking though of us and bringing the sunshine, let's remind everyone that we are doing a 200-hour teacher training in Nicaragua, March 2nd through the 10th. We have a couple spots available. It's uh. Eight days in person. A lot of the physical hours are there. You will actually practice, teach, and learn to teach and be super comfortable with anatomy, physiology, biomechanics, all that stuff. And then you could finish off virtually at your own pace. So it is a Yoga Alliance approved program. Sign up, DM us with questions, find out more about it on our website at kayayogaschool.com. Okay. And then I mean, if you're not into that and you just want to do a yoga training, I mean, a yoga retreat, not the training. We also have like one room left for that. So that's on our website. But Bradshaw and I will be in the sun in Nicaragua. We'll be making you laugh, teaching with you, learning, having fun. And it's going to be awesome. It's going right? to be great. It's be- yeah, the best, I'm so, the best I of the best. really am looking forward to going there. I mean, we'll be our third time going there. It's, it's so beautiful. I know we say that every time, but it really is. So yeah, come, come join us. It's uh, a fantastic trip and we really hope that you can come. But today we are actually here to talk about gratitude. Yes, I'm excited. I know this is That's like the, the end. That's the end of the podcast. Bye. <laughs> We're grateful for all of you. The end. No, um, but I think with you know, Thanksgiving coming up and we don't have to get into, you know, the history of Thanksgiving and all the problem problematic elements of it. But I, at this point of the year, I do usually start to reflect, especially as the year like is coming to an end. And then we've got new year's and, um, 
you know, if you're into the resolution style things like this, like between now and New Year's is usually a very introspective time for me where I look Mm. at my life, I look at what's going on, and it just feels like a moment of transition, whether it's like Mm. really minute, or, you know, something Mm -hmm. on a more grand um, schedule, schedule, or, you know, scale, that's what I meant to say. Um, But you know, I want to focus on gratitude for so many reasons besides the holidays, because it has been like a big part of my newer daily practice that I'm trying to like integrate and like let this habit stick with me in the long term. And so like, before we like get really into it, I'm wondering do you have a gratitude practice or what does a gratitude practice look like for you? What does it mean for you? Let's like start really simply. Well, it's really simple. It's things that I'm grateful for in my life. And I think that a lot of the times that I think about what I'm grateful for is when I'm in therapy, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially I feel like in the past month or so working in therapy where I've you know, as you know, been going to the same therapist for over about five years now. And I've done a lot of really, really hard work. um, And it's definitely not been easy. And I feel like now um, I'm grateful and I feel a lot of gratitude for all the work that I've done and uh, where I am in my personal life and in my work life. Mm-hmm. And then so, how, how do you like express that gratitude and let it permeate and resonate into like your being and your mindset? Oh, simply by talking to my therapist. Interesting. Yeah. Like I, I will say like, I'm so grateful that, I mean, I can, we can get into it. You want to start now? I mean, why we're, not? We're started. Okay. You- well, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm not grateful for you, stupid bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you weren't. Well, I, uh. <laughs> that's not true. I, I, I mean, you know, I will, we'll get a little personal here. Right, right now, I'm doing 30 days of sobriety, and so right now, I've been my mind has been really clear for the past. I've been, you know, not drinking for it's been like 10 days now. So um, my mind has been really clear, and when you have clear thoughts, I have better awareness of what I'm grateful for. And the big thing that I'm grateful for is. I've had a lot of loss in my life as you have had mm-hmm. as well with the death of my mother and uh, the kind of falling apart of both sides of my family after my mom passed where I, I lost a lot of people that I used to have very close relationships with that I viewed as family. And so um, I'm so grateful now that I have cultivated chosen family. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot about chosen family during this time of year. Um, so yeah, I actually, thank you for sharing that. I've known a lot of this, but you know, on this platform where we do have a lot of listeners and, you know, we know some of you and we don't know a lot of you. So, um, your vulnerability is appreciated. And I think though, what you're saying is super, super relatable to so many people because it's the holidays, especially this can be a very challenging and triggering time for people. Um, whether it's, you know, losses that they've experienced in their family or, um, just like 
boundaries and troubled relationships. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people who might be going home for the holidays that are being re-triggered and like having their experiences and traumas like thrown up at them. Or there's people who have chosen to have separation from family. And so, you know, both Bradshaw and I have experienced a little bit of all of this. And I think that, um, like I recognize the challenge and I, and I think that cultivating some sort of practice for yourself, whether it is just a, you know, an act of self-care in whatever form or a gratitude practice can be very fruitful to just like your own grounding mm-hmm. and your own, you know, mental stability during, during this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just your, your overall wellness and like, for you know, I am, I'm getting emotional right now. I don't know why. Whew. Um, you know, during, I don't, you know, I don't know about your dad, G, but like my mom loved this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, um, it brings back yeah, a lot you know, of like, like memories and yeah, sadness. Just, Cause you feel, you feel the loss more, uh, like for sure fresh. during this time of year. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the simple stuff that like, there's a guy who lives beneath me and like, he put like lights in his windows you know, like mm-hmm. my mom used to put candles in all the windows and it's like mm-hmm. little things like that. They remind you of people that you've lost. And then I think like one of the things that I struggle with the most right now in my life is like, I have cultivated a wonderful extended, uh, a chosen family, as mm-hmm. you know, my really good friend, Tracy, and like you, all these people that I've met after my mom passed. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for me because these are people that I care so deeply about and that she'll never get to meet. And so it's like this, this constant, like, I'm so grateful. And then I have this, this deep sadness of like, Mm -hmm. this person not really knowing those people in my life, what my life looks like now, at least in a human form. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we're, I feel like I'm going on a funny tangent. I don't know, but no, uh, it's, it's, um, it's all real feelings, real things that people deal with. And I'm sure there's people listening mm-hmm. who are like, yeah, I, I can relate. The holidays are really hard. It's triggering. It's an emotional time. And, you know, I'm uh, in a similar boat where I'm, I'm like in the process of trying to cultivate the chosen family that like helps me feel the yeah. most safe. So I aspire to have what you have because I do think you have a really good network of people, especially here in Chicago, where you've chosen to live and like establish your adult life. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, we talk a lot about like, you don't feel as connected to Chicago. Like we've, we've talked about this. Like you don't feel you, you, you said you like, I wish that I had the feelings that you do about Chicago and the people. I feel super grounded and present and connected to Chicago as a city but not socially. Yeah. Chicago has but you've had a lot of you've had a lot of flux of ups and downs with your yeah. social. I mean, uh, some of the my closest, you know, friends here have been my biggest sources of like heartbreak and and mm. um pain. And so it's like a more turbulent relationship socially because I had lots of friendships here. I thought I had my chosen family and people Mm -hmm. that would, you know, my future kids would be calling aunt and uncle and, and these people would be in my life forever. And they've probably been the people that have hurt me the most in life beyond, beyond sudden loss, beyond, you know, Mm -hmm. heartbreak in romantic relationships. These are like, like 
friend betrayal and friend breakups. I feel like people don't yeah. talk about that enough. Like, so I have a little bit more of a turbulent relationship yeah. socially here. Um, and it's been a transition. Like I'm still kind of processing. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I can speak, when I speak about these things with like less emotion, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I haven't processed. Cause like, as soon as I like feel the feelings, I'll be exploding. Um, mm-hmm. like now I'm kind of in my like analytical cold, like, yeah, matter mm-hmm. of fact, this is what happened, but no, I do aspire to have your, you know, the, the comfort of like the chosen family that you've created mm-hmm. here. And I'm glad that I get to be part of yours and you're definitely part of mine. I think, you know, you have so many people here that really love and care about you and that's beautiful. And I'm like, I don't have that same network. Yeah. Well, you're part of it. And I love that you invite me in on it. We're actually going to spend Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving together, together, which yeah. is really nice. And I, I've spent Thanksgiving with you before and it's like your friends are really great people and have always mm-hmm. welcomed me into the, like that circle. And that was really beautiful. And yeah. I, I'm grateful for that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, oh, sorry. No, go on. Something else that you, I, I think you, you and I can both relate to something I've been thinking about. I know you've been thinking a lot about this year and it's been a challenging year for you in, in terms of just like finding what's healthy for you physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, and all the things without getting into much detail. But I, uh, that's something I'm really grateful for and something I'm focusing more on. Like, I'm grateful that like, I can walk down the street. I'm grateful that I can ride my bike to work. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I can work out. I mean, these are like, as I, and I, again, Gian and I are not old, Yeah, but I, I am, I'm third. I'm like, I'm, you know, we'll be 35 in a couple months. And I am like at this place where I'm like, oh my gosh, my health, having my health is everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you know, now as I get a little bit more personal, my like cha- my health challenges over the last year have been some of the biggest challenges I've ever faced personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been humbling in a sense. And like I've experienced a lot, you know, I've talked about losing my dad in a plane crash and, you know, there's been breakups and heartaches and whatever, but underneath it all, I've always had like really great physical health. And like, yeah, it's so easy to take that for granted when you always have it. And so after my experience with COVID and long COVID and now having autoimmune issues and feeling aches and pains and not like myself. And it's almost like it's been like 10 months or more of 11 months of of like feeling like this is not my body and every month being, you know, a little bit different and transformative in sometimes worse, sometimes better. And like the days between outbreaks and flare ups and pain could be, you know, far between, or it could be every day I'm constantly in pain. And so, you know, this is actually what's turning me back into having a gratitude practice because when you're, you are feeling good, when you are feeling good, you're like, Oh my gosh. Well, no, I think actually, yes. And, um, I think when you are stuck in a negative cycle, like I had so many months of just feeling so terrible and having my life go in a direction that I never thought it would. And, you know, like this time last year, I felt on top of the world and, you know, like I would never picture that I would, you know not be able to like 
walk up a flight of stairs or whatever it was that I was really struggling with at certain moments in the last year, I was letting all of this negativity like fester into more negativity. Like the negativity was breeding negativity, 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 and so on until I was like doom and gloom, can't break this cycle. Mm. And of course, like, of course this challenge is going to take a toll on my mental health. But then having moments of like, okay, I'm grateful that I can get out of my bed. I'm grateful. It's like the simple things are like, I'm grateful I'm breathing. And I know there's people Mm. who experience much less mobility than I do, much more chronic pain than I do. And so honestly, I just recommend like starting where you're at, like whatever it is that you can do, whether Mm. it's the air you're breathing or just walking up the one flight of steps or walking to your corner and back, like just start there. And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to shift the mindset Mm -hmm. a little bit so that I can kind of disrupt some of these negative cycles that I've been letting fester. And so I used to have a gratitude practice. It's so funny. I used I I started having this like daily gratitude like journaling practice in 2019. I think I kept it up for a year. And then at where it just every day I had a little gratitude journal where you just write down three things that you're grateful for. And I thought it was really fruitful and productive and it was like even if it was the same thing every day. Like I I just know that when I wake up today I'm grateful for the sun, I'm grateful for my health, I'm grateful for my dog. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. And I think pandemic hit. And then I was like, fuck everything. You're like, I'm not grateful for shit. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) No, literally, but that's what ruined my daily gratitude practice. Like, Mm -hmm. like day, day 84 of sitting at home. I'm not great. Like, like it's when these like negative cycles hit, like I get sucked in and it's Mm -hmm. really, really hard for me to pull. Yeah. It's hard for me to pull myself out of it. And so I've been, yeah, I've been turning to it again. I'm like, okay, no matter how bad things can be, I'm sure there's a couple of things that I can find that I have to be grateful for. And I think we all have this in Mm. our own ways. Absolutely. So I, I recommend, I recommend the gratitude journal, like it just every day, it doesn't have to take you long. You don't even have to name three things, name one thing, like start small. Like, can you find one thing that you're going to maybe do it as soon as you wake up that you're going to choose that this is what you're grateful for. Or you could even recall a moment where you felt some gratitude, whether it's like an event or an attribute or like someone you value in your life. Um, You know, just, it, it could, it could honestly be anything just start where you are. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like streamline whatever comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but so, so I'm newly back into it and that's, I, I've started up that practice again. Um, I've started other little habits that I think have been really helping me shift the mindset a little bit. And I know I've talked to you about this, but, um, also on our newsletter, the Substack, I kind of wrote about this over the summer, but, I read this book uh, in August called, um, (laughs) I read it, but what's the title? James Clear, Atomic Habits. My mind just blanked for a second. So I read this over the summer, Atomic Habits, and it's about 
basically creating habits, like small little habits that can help make that, that these little tiny things can accumulate and create, you know, massive differences. And so he has this theory, or I actually don't even know if it's his theory or if he like shared some science or facts with, um, uh, from somewhere else. So I don't, whatever anyway, but it's like change like, don't try to change your whole life overnight. Like, don't try to like create a whole new, yeah, structure for yourself. You're like, for example, if you're, well, well, I was like, like a simple thing. Like if someone's like, I want to start being healthy, eating healthier. Right. Then it's like, don't like, don't change the next day. Try to eat everything healthy. It's like drink more water the next day Mm -hmm. and do that for a week. And then, then, then start eating a health, then like eat one healthier meal a day. Mm-hmm. And then do that for a week. And this is, it's so funny you bring that up because this is something I work on really hard because you know me, I'm so extreme in everything I do. Mm-hmm. And I often fail because of how extreme I can be. Yeah. So like when I'm like getting back into fitness or getting back into yoga, I'm like, I'm do I'm not going to be like, I need to do an hour for five times, five times this week. I'm like, I'm going to do it twice a week. I'm going to start with 25 minutes or three, you know, three times, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And just start off small. Because I think that when we try to make these massive changes, when we have so much going on, it just leads mm-hmm. to failure. And then we just feel like more shit. Yeah, 100%. And that's like precisely what James Clear talks about. And he talks about this 1% rule. And it's basically, you know, setting yourself up to make these like, like if you can change 1% of your day, Mm -hmm. then that 1% over time adds up Mm -hmm. to a larger percentage. And so I'm like not a math person, but it was like 30 something percent. I was like, wouldn't it just be like more than that? I was like, if 1% every day, isn't that like 300 and something percent? But like, then then I had to Google it and the math was broken down. But essentially the theory is, or the example that they give that like made a good visual in my mind to understand, let's say you're in Los Angeles and you are you know, you're at LAX, you're taking a flight that's supposed to go to New York city or going to JFK, but the nose of the plane is moved just 1% over to the right. Instead of landing in New York City, you're going to land in Washington, D.C. So this is a metaphor for, you know, if you can change just one, change a little bit, it's a whole different destination. Um, So, and then of course, don't take on too much at once. So I've been like, to not overwhelm myself, like once a month, trying to add in, just one small thing. And I know this sounds silly, but my first thing that I added on was just like making my bed and making it well, because I'm like, this is like a daily habit that I half-ass. They say that actually does a lot for your mental health. There's a lot of research. I honestly think it's been helping because I used to half-ass it. I used to Mm -hmm. just not fix the sheets and just like throw a blanket over and just mm-hmm. make it look nice from the outside. You know, <laughs> think... it's oh sorry. <laughs> no, I think that's that's also a good metaphor. It's like messy on the inside, neat on the outside. I'm like, mm, yeah. that is symbolic. But yeah. but now I'm like, okay, I'm stripping the sheets, tucking it all in, military style, folding the corners. I'm mm-hmm. fluffing my pillows. And then like I'm like, okay. Well that's not the only thing you're fluffing. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and you know me, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't consider myself an obsessive, like an OCD obsessive cleaner. I'm definitely not, I'm not, but I do like a clean place. And mm-hmm. I think that if I am feeling overwhelmed or a little out of control or whatever it may be, like 
tidying up my space and having it look neat and nice really helps me with my mental clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's like, you know, starting my day that way. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I made the bed. I open up all the blinds, make sure I get like all the sunlight in. Cause that's like mm-hmm. also good for mental health, but then it like has led to like, okay, now my day started gratitude. Here's the mm-hmm. moment. Like I usually sit down and I get myself a glass of lemon water and I go sit down and I meditate and definitely in my meditation, I'm trying to implement more of a gratitude practice of like my mind can wander in a million different places, but to just return to like the here and now of like, um, I'm, you know, I was able to get out of bed. I was able, like, I can see the sun. I could feel it on my face. I can Mm -hmm. sit here for a moment. I have the luxury of just like having my morning free right now to do this and spend this time for myself. Like, and it, it's those little things that have Mm. been, I think really helping at least with, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, the stress and anxiety and all that. Sorry, go on. I think that most of it, most of our thoughts, our anxiety, our depression is, is, and it sounds so corny, but it's true. It's like, it's a simple pers- perspective shift, mm-hmm. you know, just like, uh, like, uh, I'm right. Ri- like I'll ride my bike to work and be like, oh my God, it's like, there's a wind and it's taking me forever to get to work. And I'm like, look at the leaves they're turning, like, look up, Mm -hmm. you can like, you can ride your bike and you're getting a sweat and you're, you know, you're breathing and like, look at how beautiful the leaves are, Mm -hmm. you know, and that that you get to be riding your your bike. Like if we just, if we can change, like, oh, I have to clean my place. I'm like lucky that I have a place. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I have a place that like, that it's warm in here. And that like a lot of people don't have that, you know, those simple things and those simple perspective shifts. I really do think can change your day. And if you can start to have those conversations with yourself and your mind and just say, like, when you feel the negative negativity, come on, be like, Hey, like, can we think about this in a different way? And mm-hmm. that's not, and, and that's not like bypassing. There are things that suck. Yeah. 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 I was just you actually like, going to say that. I'm glad it's not like, cause then it's like, Oh my God, we'll have some gratitude. Like, no, it's like, no, my I'm fucking depressed. Yeah. And like saying, I like my place is not going to work right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know me, you know, I do not like that, that. shit. Like triggers me. <laughs> that drives me crazy. Aren't you grateful? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Remember my friend and we're not going to name names, but anytime that I would like say like, Oh, this hurt me or this did that. Oh they'd be like, have you ever, have you ever tried just smiling? Have you ever tried just finding forgiveness? And I'm like, I actually am no, going to no, strangle no. you because like accountability and no. this and that. And it's like, no. okay, we are not by any means saying don't feel your no. feelings. No, and, I'm just saying, know, like, the, it's, like, I'm talking about, I, feel that 100%, shit. I'm saying with like the yeah. little frustrations in life, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I have to clean my apartment. Oh my God, I have to ride my bike to work. Or, like, I'm, no, I'm not talking about deep seated depression or de- like, like, of course, believe me. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's way yeah. different than just being like, I want to change my perspective. But I think with those little things where, you know, those little things throughout our day where we can be negative, sli- mm-hmm. you changing a perspective there can be helpful. It's it's just the, the little things. Yeah. The bigger things, unfortunately, a perspective shift isn't going to work because uh, often you need to do a lot deeper work and healing work to figure that stuff out. Yes, agreed. Um I, yeah, I agree with you so much. I wanted to say something that I said reminded me of something and I'm like, oh wait, what was it? Oh, okay. So I touched on, I was like, remember that friend. And then in the beginning of this conversation, I talked about like some of like my biggest like hurt and pain has been around friendships. And I think 
just to loop this conversation back to the holidays and like if this is like a hard time or triggering time for for you like with the gathering and the family stuff and all of that something that i'm personally trying to work on and be more mindful of is you know to show my gratitude to the people who have been yes. like constant and stable and really meaningful in my life and it's like hard like sometimes i feel really cheesy and like extra annoying but like you know there are times where even in the last week or so like if i felt like i was annoying to you Bradshaw like i send you a message of like i'm sorry i didn't mean to be annoying like i appreciate your friendship so much i love you i just care about you and so on and like i'm trying to be more expressive with my affection, care, and like gratitude for people who mean a lot to me in my life. Cause I'm like, I don't think we express that enough. Mm-hmm. And I think by losing a lot of important relationships, mm-hmm. having a lot of strained relationships, things like that, like I find it really important for me to let the people in my life who I want to be around mm-hmm. forever um, to know that they mean that much to me. So I'm also not just journaling about like these these smaller things, but I'm also trying to express gratitude to other people. Like even if it's an acquaintance lately, if I've, you know, chatted with them or whatever, I try to send a message. I'm like, oh, so great to chat Mm -hmm. with you. Like just to make them feel like that meant a lot to me and acknowledged and appreciated in some Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. So share your gratitude with others. That's, I guess, (laughs) my point there. I haven't, I've heard of other, um, this sounds more bypassy, but I've heard of other practices where it's like, um, try to like go through the motions, like smile or say, thank you. Like, just like, not going to work for me. That's more like triggering. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't know if, if you can relate to this, but like, a lot of, of women, like, we don't want to be told to, we don't want to be told Can to I, smile. So like when I read like gratitude practices around that, I'm like, don't tell me to smile, <laughs> but it could work. I just haven't implemented that. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. What, what were you going to say? I feel like you were going to say yeah, something. I'm not tell you. Oh, really? Well, one okay. time. Oh, no, I can't tell you. Okay. You are going to say, why? Well, it's, just, like, it's really us. embarrassing. One time, like this is, this is a while ago and this is very ignorant of me and very cringe. I was like, you told I did. This smile. girl, she came on the elevator. I was like, she looked miserable. I'm like, oh, she should smile. And then my friend hit, Brittany hit me, who was with me on the elevator. She's like, don't oh. fucking tell her to smile. She was right. Um, and I, <laughs> I've never done that since. Well, hey, you're taking accountability and you learned. It is so true. Um, but I think that. So Bradshaw. What? Oh, so, sorry. Go on. What is it? No, you think that what I was going to, no, I was going to change subjects. So go on. I would like to say one more thing that I'm grateful for. And that is, uh, I, or I have a lot of gratitude for the relationship that I have with my brother and my sister since my mom's passed. And there's mm-hmm. been a lot of loss, but you know, I'm extremely close with my sister. I'm close to my brother and, um, I'm excited cause he's about to have a baby. So I'm, uh, the baby's due in a couple weeks. And so I'm really grateful that I can be there for the baby and be an uncle. So I'm, you know, I, mm-hmm. looking for, I know a lot of people my age have already started families or already have nieces and nephews, but this is my first. So, um, I'm, yeah. you know, looking forward to that. And I'm, I'm so grateful that even 
know I've experienced so much loss in my family that I have the two of them. Um, and then I've maintained mm-hmm. such strong relationships that aren't strained. So that means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can totally relate to that. My two sisters are like my rocks and, um, one of my sisters already has kids in her family and, you know, when people become, you'll experience this Bradshaw, like, cause now your brother's going to enter a new phase of life. And it's very, very common that when people become parents, they like drop off the face of the earth. Um, not really, but they're just like invested in, you know, raising this child. And so for a while, my sister was definitely in like the new mom phase and very busy and I had to make a concerted effort to like try to get her on the phone and she's always doing something and then another kid and then it's like even busier and they're both real young and all of that. But in the last, you know, year, this year has been so challenging, especially my older sister who is, you know, a mother, a working mother and, you know, just doing so much all the time. I've been extra grateful to have her support. She's been like my Mm. rock through all of the challenges. And it makes me emotional thinking about it. Cause I'm like, Oh, it was so hard to get her on the phone for, you know, those first couple years of motherhood. But now it's like, she's checking on me all the Mm. time, calling me really making sure that like doing well and I'm in a good place. And, um, it's good to have someone. I think you should cry because I cried. So you have to cry. I have to cry. I have to cry now. Well, I am getting teary eyed, but I'll cry later. But I'm, yeah, she calls. She calls me <laughs> like, as the, when it ends, and she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> rude." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like I, well, I, you know, no, I cry. I, cry. I like I've had little cries. I had one today, just now, actually, and then we, I had one a couple days ago. I, I wanna like, I love a cry. You love it like a yeah, because then you're like, ugh, like you, I, you feel so much relief afterwards. You just feel good, yeah, yeah. I have trouble crying for longer than a few, like, like a few seconds or minutes max. Like I've known people who could like cry, like they can like cry for like twenty minutes plus, and I'm like, whoa, where do these tears come from? Like how I dry up after a minute, and I think it's like. I don't know, maybe like a trauma response or something. But I even talked to my therapist about it. I'm like, why can't I cry for a long time? Like, help me. It and is. Ex- I will tell you though, crying is exhausting. She was like, some people just don't need to cry that much. I'm like, but am I feeling my feelings enough? <laughs> That's actually, if you guys come on there, if you guys come on the retreat, it's a crying retreat. So um, it's a two hour <laughs> workshop of who can cry the most. <laughs> it's an ayahuasca trip and we're going to see how long you can trip and cry for. Uh, no, oh but we, goodness. but you know, I, to, to wrap things up, I, you know, this is a very challenging time of the year for a lot of people. And I know it's also the opposite. It can be a very exciting time, but um, I think that a lot of people in the world live on both sides of those spectrums during the holidays. So if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling like you need an extra, some extra TLC, just know um, that you are not alone and uh, that we all sometimes have feelings of sadness and uh, emotions during this time of year. So if you are Mm. out there and you're listening to this, we're sending you all the love, all the gratitude, Uh, know that you are loved and we really appreciate everyone um, sticking around for the podcast 
we have one more episode after this. And um, again, we're grateful for you. Gianna has one more thing to say. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, I agree with everything you just said. I'd also just like to say, this is like a good opportunity to like turn to your yoga practice, you know, like let all of these thoughts and feelings um, infiltrate your practice. Like I know, because I want to bring this back to yoga for a second. Like sometimes when I'm practicing now and I'm just like, Oh, like I'm freaking grateful for my Mm. breath. Like take a moment for yourself during the holidays to like focus on that self-care aspect to breathe, drink your water, do what you need to do to like, you know, take care of yourself, but just yeah. Self-regulate, but just know that the yoga practice is always there for you. And while, um, Brad and I would love to be there for every single person ever, uh, we do answer our DMS, but like, yeah, we are, um, we feel mm-hmm. you, our heart is with you and we, we do appreciate you being here. And also, also for those of you that are going home and when you are feeling, cause it, God, family can just be a lot, Yeah, like literally bring your mat find a room and give yourself 20 minutes. 100%. Because like, it doesn't have to be an hour, but like if when you're feeling dysregulated, which we often do, and you're feeling Mm -hmm. stressed or a family member's annoying you, or you're not feeling heard, or you're not feeling seen, which is very common being in family uh, dynamics. Yeah. Have you ever been home for like five minutes and then you had the moment where like, fuck, this is what it was like. like, Oh, I actually don't want to be here. This is why I moved away. All pieces of shit. (laughs) Um, so go take your mat, get a travel mat, or even if you don't have a mat, go to another room, do a down dog, do a pigeon, be quiet and regulate yourself because you're worth it. Yeah. 100%. Do you have a funny thing about yoga this week? The funny thing about yoga is my seasonal depression is coming back. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't have anything don't funny right now I this is not what this is not this is not this is not, not like the, episode. the episode for that i'm like oh I, okay but, there was okay there was a have... funny girl there's a funny there's a there was a girl today videotaping herself during the entire practice and i asked her to put her phone away that was pretty funny cringe i said hey can you put your phone away i'm like i'm like i'm embarrassed <laughs> for you that you're trying to videotape yourself right now it's making me uncomfortable <laughs> You know what I think? It's funny. Like we would be called out by every Gen Zer. We still say the word videotape. Like no one tapes anymore. You get that, yeah, right? Well, I, call, like, I call the remote control a clicker. Oh, that's like boomer. really. I'm like, that's where's boomer. the clicker? You're like clicker. <laughs> no, literally, I have not heard clicker in a really long time. Um, okay. So my funny story of the week, and this is a good one. I had, I recently had a student show up to class that was in our two, her first 200 hour training. And like, she doesn't really come to the studio at all. So we had a moment of catching up after class. And I think I had a 30 minute or 15 minute break between classes. So I was still wearing my mic and headset and it was turned on. Oh my, God. my mic was still on, but I was in the lobby like privately in the, in the corner, having like a personal conversation <laughs> with this That's student. That's my biggest fear. I think it's so good to see her. And I'm wearing the mic and then and we're talking for a good like five minutes and I'm literally going into detail about some of this health <laughs> stuff that I was just talking about. And like the room was like filling up with, for, with people for the next class. And like someone just like comes into the lobby to find me and she goes, hey, your mic's still on. <laughs> and I was mortified. Oh I was like, oh, good. I was like, now yeah, you you're all like, know me. You're like, guess what? Better. I've got health stuff going on. Hope you're well. 
<laughs> turn off the mic. I'm like, how did I make that mistake? I was, I, the other day I even like in Shavasana, I never do this, but I had to go run and pee. And I was like, I'm not, oh, I do that all the time. I'm not bring- I was like, I'm not bringing this mic in there. I don't care if it's turned off. I don't trust it. I had to leave it on the couch. It's like, okay, this will be two seconds. Um, but yeah, basically biggest teaching fears, having people listen to me pee. Speaking of, I know you got to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> I do. We- I've been telling her, I'm like, I have to pee. <laughs> okay, everyone. We love you. We care about you. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you next week for our final episode of season one. All right. Goodbye. What does my body have to do with my gratitude? That's the Ani DeFranco song. What song? What? Oh, <laughs> good job. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>